Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am so stoked on today's guest. We have Jamie of Wild Hearts, and she is one of my favorite planners. So Wild Heart is an event design and production company founded by Jamie based out of Santa Barbara, and she is one of the leading bohemian and modern event designers with features in People Magazine, Vogue, Domino, Loverly, and Pop Sugar. Jamie travels the world producing producing destination weddings as well as events across California. Jamie inherited her sense of style and design from her late mother who had a passion for interior decorating, crafting, and party planning. And Jamie, I, oh my gosh, I have just been in love with Wild Hearts since I first worked with you guys back in, when did I work with you guys? When was that wedding in Joshua Tree? I feel like it had to be like two years ago now. Right? I know. I think it was like almost two years ago. Megan and Jade, they were so dreamy. Oh my gosh. It was literally the dreamiest. It felt like a styled shoot. It was so pretty. Like it was such oh, an incredible I, wedding. I mean, they were so, they were just so in love and such beautiful souls. I mean. Yeah. They were the most amazing. sweet and incredible couple. Like they were, oh, that wedding was so good. And I just have been like in love with your guys's company ever since. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and just share. And I love everything that you're doing. I mean, I practically like stalk you. So stop. I love you. I literally everything you get every time you post or anything, I'm just like so excited to see what prettiness you came up with. And I'm so excited because I just, I don't know that much about like your story and like how you got into this industry and stuff. So like, tell us a little bit about like Wild Heart and how you got started and kind of like what this journey has looked like for you. Oh my gosh. So this is like a long, a long story, but, um, so I spent eight years actually in the hospitality business and restaurant management, um, straight out of college. So I was working my way up the ranks there. And in 2007, I also started a small wedding planning business with a partner at the same time, um, that I was recruited by the HJL restaurant group, uh, which consisted of an old mentor, Jeremiah Higgins, um, celebrity chef, Scott Liebfried and an Olympic soccer player, Kobe Jones. Oh my gosh. Um, and so I was recruited to open a local seafood restaurant in Santa Barbara with them, which became a huge hit. But at the same time, I also had my own business, you know, with, um, it was called true blue events. And so I was working over 70 hours a week, five oh to seven days, from like 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. in the restaurant that first year, as well as an additional like 30 to 40 hours a week for my own business partnership. So I was essentially like working or sleeping that whole like time period. Yeah, that's like all the hours. <laughs> that's all the hours in every day. <laughs> it was all the hours in every day. But you know, it's so funny in retrospect because like I feel like I grew up with this notion that like to be a successful woman in business, you had to work your booty off, you know, um, mm -hmm. and fight for it. And so I did that for a long time. Um, this also, you know, was my first year of marriage. It was the year I got pregnant and the year I found out my mom had cancer. So this oh year of like 20, 2008, I guess, if you will, was just like so heavy, but at the time I didn't, realize it because I was in it, you know? <laughs> um, and so, you know, as my like pregnancy progressed and my mom's cancer progressed, um, I was in this really successful restaurant business, but I found myself more drawn to my side hustle 
than my like extremely profitable professional full-time job. And I think a lot of people in our industry probably can relate to that, especially when they first start, you know, and a lot of people have a professional full-time job and you're scared to Mm -hmm. dive into that side hustle. So I was working weddings. I was working in the restaurant business. Um, I worked a wedding one weekend and my son was due in a month. And lo and behold, he came that next week, three and a half weeks early, which I found myself with an emergency C-section and a baby in the NICU. And it was in that instant that my priorities completely shifted. And I decided it was like I was going to go full time into weddings and never go back to the restaurant world. Oh and gosh. I know that's like a lot right there. It's like, yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, art. that is bold. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's like kind of how I really decided to dive into weddings um, full time versus being my side hustle. Um, And I just, I knew at that moment in the hospital, I I know I had maternity leave to like make that decision, but I knew at that moment that I wasn't going to go back. And then throughout my maternity leave, my mom's cancer was getting worse and worse. And, um, I, when my son was about six months old, when we were out of the hospital, um, I found out that she only had like a matter of time to live. And so I made a decision to move home and help take care of her while leaving my husband in Santa Barbara to be the breadwinner. He's a fire captain. Um, And at this time I still had my small wedding business that I was putting my all into. Um, So I was driving from Orange County to Santa Barbara for the weddings that we had. I was 30 years old and I just thought I could do it all and do it all well. Um, And in fact, I worked a wedding two days before my mom passed away. So this like whole first year of my wedding business was absurdly crazy. But like I said, when you're in it, you don't realize it, you know? Yeah. It's very much that first year business is so survival modey. Um, but I can't even imagine with so many things going on. So how did you, what did that time kind of look like you after, because it sounds like you just had like event after event after event, like personally. So how did you, how were you kind of like powering through that on top of launching this new business? Yeah. So, you know, I feel like it took me years to really process through that whole year because there was so much going on and there was so much excitement and trauma all at the same time Mm -hmm. that I was the type of person that just kept trudging forward. So, you know, it was like, even after my mom passed away, it was helping my dad cope and, you know, figure out what to do with the household and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, moving on to the next weddings because, you know, with entrepreneurship, it's like you, I don't even think my clients knew what was happening in my life. Like I was still executing weddings, you know, perfectly for them. Um, and so I think it took me a long time to really like process it. So I think I was just, you know, in it. And I've heard that, you know, kind of a lot in your podcast, I feel like already is that people just, they get so far deep into it and keep going and going. And it's not until later that you can actually like reflect on the way that that has affected you and your business, you know? Yeah. I feel like when you're in it, it's just like, it is what it is, right? Like it's just your reality at the time. So it's kind of hard to grapple with the gravity of it and yeah I can't even imagine well and I feel like in what you're describing too it would have been 
so that's so much to process at once. I can't even imagine how many things that you were like having on your plate to process while also upkeeping this new business. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a super super crazy time and it was like also the the process of going from a full-time professional salaried position to mm-hmm. a you know business entrepreneurship um where I did have a business partner at the time um about a year later we ended up um not separating our business partnership she ended up moving away and taking over her dad's business and I think it was actually at that time that I really started like processing everything and like asking myself, what is my why? Why am I doing this? Like, why did I stop doing that? What, what happens when I move forward? What is my legacy? Why am I in this industry? You know? Yeah. I love that. So what was that process kind of like for you? Like as you, you know, separate this business and you're also processing so much grief and trying to find your why. Cause I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is like finding out like, why do I want to do this? Like, what am I trying to communicate? What do I want to leave behind? What was that process kind of like for you? Totally. So I think, you know, with that, that year and the business separation and stuff like that, um, I think that the why really just came to me and it was more so like, now I can have the opportunity to start my own business. I can do it um, in the name of my mother. Like I could do it. She was like an interior designer and she would have loved wedding planning. And I know that like she would be so proud of where I am today. And so I feel like that was a lot of my why. That whole first year of trauma and business ownership and all of the stuff the second that I got to build the business that I wanted um, for myself as a business owner and not a partnership, um, that's where all of that kind of came back to me and was more so insightful into my business ownership being like, okay, I want to do this because I don't necessarily want to do the most weddings or make the most money or all of that, but I want to do the events that I want to do, I want to make them unique and trendsetting and personalized and interior design inspired, you know, which is all comes from the training I got from my mom, you know? So I think that that's when it really hit me that I could create my own business with my own why and do it the way that I wanted to, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I feel like already even just hearing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like the way that you design things and the way that you plan things now, I'm like, oh, I can totally see like an interior design inspiration in that. Like that makes so much sense to me now that you're like explaining where that comes from. Um, So how did you kind of like, like what did that process look like for you in terms of like, did you decide that like interior design was what was going to be key or do you feel like you incorporate like specific traits or like patterns or like themes that your mother loved? Like how do you kind of see her in your business now? Yeah. So my mom was a manager and interior designer for Crate and Barrel, which of course I like still completely love. Love, Um, And I know like CB2 catalogs, Crate and Barrel catalogs, we're always like pulling them apart and texting pictures to each other and my team, you know, it's like so fun. But um Back when I, so back when I started Wild Heart Events, this was also in 2010 at this point. And 
there wasn't a lot of specialty rentals in event design. Um, there wasn't a lot of variation from black, white, blush, pink, mercury glass, mm -hmm. gold, you know, there wasn't a lot of choices. And so uh, I was very inspired by the few people in Los Angeles that were already doing this. And I actually like reached out to them, you know, I never like to step on toes in this industry. And I was just like, Hey, I'm really inspired by what you do. I'm trying to also start like a modern bohemian type event design company in Santa Barbara. Um, and I just want to say hi and introduce myself. And of course they were, they were really, really kind. Um, this is like Jesse Slack, Hallie Slade, you know, um, mm -hmm. and some others back in the day there. And, um, I ended up doing a lot of buying for my clients at that time from anthropology and, um, Crate and Barrel and West Elm. And, you know, my clients would end up with like all these plates and glassware and textiles and napkins and stuff like that. But, um, it was definitely a, a time when I was getting the side eye from a lot of established planners. Like, who is this person? What is she doing? Is there a place for this? Mm -hmm. um, but it, it came back to my why. And I always felt like there was a place for modern and bohemian and all of the different design aesthetics that I learned from my mom, um, mixing color and pattern and texture to create the perfect tablescape or interior design. And, you know, that's the point where you just have to like stick with it and stick with your, your passion, especially when people are questioning it, you know? Yeah. Well, I love that so much. Cause I do think, and that's like one thing I love about wild heart events is that you guys, you really do push the envelope in such beautiful and like incredible ways, but in ways that I don't really see from other people in the industry. And so I'm sure that's on your guys, like to us, we get to just like admire it, right? And just be like in awe of it. But on your guys's end, I'm sure when you're introducing new things that aren't in the industry before, it's daunting. And like, kind of like you said, like getting the side eye from other people, like what is your, what helped you kind of like power through that nervousness of stepping on toes? Or like, what would you advise to people like as they're introducing like new and kind of you know, intense new concepts into the industry and it might be kind of scary to do so. Like, what is your advice to kind yeah. of power through that and make your vision a reality? I mean, what my, my best advice, which I'll, you know, relate over and over again, is just that kindness is everything. And so um, to start, like when you're introducing new concepts or you have other people that are looking at you as more of competition or something like that, just opening your doors and being kind and reaching out and saying like, hey, I'm here, but I'm also an open book and um, I'm not here to threaten anybody. I'm just here to do my thing and have fun and be happy and design, you know? So I think um, having that approach and personality has always helped. Just being somebody that is um, fun and easy to work with and you know, I'm always an open book too. I do a lot of mentorships and I'll share all my secrets with people <laughs> because I want everyone to be happy and successful. So I love that. yeah, I think, but like, you know, in that time period, just being kind and reaching out. And, um, I also, that was a time when I started the jam event, which is an event that I had been doing the past few years. Of course it got canceled this year with yeah. COVID-19, but, um, 
that was another place where I just invited the industry to come and look at my designs and partake in a big party. And that I kind of felt like set the stage for what my business was about. You know, it was about community and it was about showcasing next level designs, but being inclusive of everybody in that manner, you know? Yeah. I love that so much because you guys really do so many things in your business that I feel like really bring the industry together, which I always love to see. I feel like you guys have such a welcoming community, which is so cool. So when did you kind of like introduce that into your business? Like when did you go from just helping plan events to being like, you know what, I want this to be something that helps the industry as well and like brings people together for this community? Yeah, I mean, so the probably year three of owning Wild Heart um, was when I introduced the Jam event. And that's, it came from a few different places. One, I felt like my marketing dollars weren't going into the right places. Mm -hmm. I was doing some paid advertising and I was doing um, some bridal shows back then and stuff like that. And I was like, this really isn't getting me the right client. And I reflected on what was actually getting me the right client. And that was my vendor relationships. And that was, you know, it goes back to like kindness is everything. Um, vendors would refer me when they got an outside of the box or fun or modern or young couple. And I was like, okay, well, I need to give back to all these vendors. And I also really want to show them what I'm about and what I do and how Wildheart is different from all these other companies. And that was like the fruition of the jam event. And back then when I first started it, I executed all eight tablescapes by myself. I had different vendor oh teams gosh. on each tablescape. But I brought in Dark Collective. This was like when they first started too. I showcased all these new like up-and-coming rental companies. And it was like so much work back then because I did it all myself. Um, but then over the years, I evolved it to include other event designers that wanted to showcase what they thought the next trends were going to be. So it became an event where we had eight to 10 designers showcasing tables um, and tablescapes that went along with a theme that we would come up with, a trend for the year. Um, but it was really cool because it was almost like all these styled shoots in one, but then we invite the whole industry to come and view them. And then we have food and beverage and entertainment and it becomes a party. So that was kind of like how the jam evolved into this big like event. Um, which hopefully we can have again next year. Yeah, I know. I'm like, hopefully in 2021. Oh my goodness. No, but I I love you talking about like vendor relations and how kindness is key because I think that is one thing in the industry and small businesses in general. I think we get so caught up in like where to put our money for marketing or like where to put our time for marketing. And we get so wound up in all these different marketing platforms when at the end of the day, the best type of marketing is just being the type of person that people want to work with. Um, I totally. think that's easily the most important thing. And that really is where you get not only the most referrals, but the best referrals is having good relationships with other people. Um, so tell me, I just like, I'm so, I love learning all of this about your business because you guys really do have so many facets of the business that are so cool. Is this kind of how you envisioned Wild Hearts being when you started it? I mean, I guess when I started it, it was like a passion project, right? And then um, when I really started diving into the business um, and trying to find my why and all of that kind of stuff, that's when it evolved into like this, this brand, you know? Um, instead of a passion project, I feel like we're now a brand. And um, 
I'm sure you kind of get that too. Mm -hmm. It's like things evolve and you hone in on what you want your mission statement to kind of be. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm really proud of where we, how far we've come and, um, you know, having a team and doing so many weddings and now doing destinations and high-end weddings for wild hearts. I mean, this has always been my dream. So I definitely pinch myself at times, you know? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. You have so much to be proud of. I'm like, I just love seeing everything you guys achieve. You announce like, I don't know. I feel like everything you come out with and everything that you guys are doing, I'm just like amazed every time at like the depth that your company has. Um, you guys are just, I don't know. You're so incredible at like pushing the boundary in the industry, which I think is so incredible. Um, what is kind of, where are you finding inspiration now? Do you feel like you, like, tell me kind of, are you actively still, like, do you actively try to bring in your mother's memory and things that you're planning? Or like, do you have specific things that are really inspiring you right now? Absolutely. So interior design is a huge inspiration for me and it always has been, it's inherent, you know, in what my mother taught me. So Mm -hmm. I feel her around me all the time. Um, especially when I'm like shopping catalogs and like putting together tablescapes and stuff like that. So that is like one of the really like rewarding parts of this business to me is that I know that she's looking down and she's so proud, you know, and that. that she would, it, it keeps me going. It gives me drive and it also gives me a sense of accomplishment. Um, and also, I mean, I just absolutely love what I do. So there's like really, I mean, sometimes I get overwhelmed with the day-to-day tasks and whatnot, but there's never a second where I'm like, this is not where I want to be. This is, you know, not what I want to be doing. So, um, but in terms of like what insights are designs these days, I definitely think interior design will always be a big push. Um, we also love global designs and we're inspired by travel, um, just inclusivity, authenticity. Um, I'm always trying to push the envelope with, uh, mixed mediums and textiles and things like that. So I just did a table like with bubble wrap as a table runner and I'm just trying to like find new and exciting things to throw into our designs. And sometimes it's outside of the box and it, but it works, you know? But I think that's so cool to be like constantly trying to push yourself. I think that that is something that people so easily fall into just being comfortable. I know I do this all the time where I get so comfy in my business and then I have to remind myself that I'm no longer like pushing myself enough. I've gotten so comfortable with being comfortable. Um, How do you motivate yourself to like continually be pushing that comfort and like pushing yourself outside the box? Well, I think the great thing is that a lot of the motivation comes from our clients themselves, you know, because I mean, clearly like when I do styled shoots or shootouts or things like that, like that's where I can get weird and creative and just go for it. But it's really cool to get to know all of our clients and what their personalities are about, what their sense of style is about, and then take that and take it to the next level. So that's kind of like the really exciting part of being a designer is, you know, sometimes I'll have my clients send me photos of their living room just so I can see what their personal style is or just like bouncing off crazy ideas or doing um, mock-ups or things like that for them to be like, Hey, I have this weird idea. It may sound funny. So let me kind of show you what I'm thinking, you know? Um, Yeah. Wait, that's like, I'm like, that is so cool. I would have never thought of any of that. That's so rad. 
Yeah. I mean, so every client we get clearly is different and we don't produce, you know, the same event over and over again. So I think that, you know, a lot of our designs are incited by our clients and we just take what they give us from Pinterest or Instagram and we put our own twist on it. You know, we never want to like copy a design or we never want to reproduce something. Um, we always want to make original things so that they feel like their wedding is going to be trendsetting and cool and the next big thing, you know? Yeah, no. And I think that's something that's, that is so undervalued in the industry is like everyone, there's so many people that are just trying to produce the same thing over and over again. And I think that's one of my favorite things about your guys's business and kind of where the industry is going is just that like each couple is so different. And I mean, this, I feel like applies with any small businesses, like every client is so different and giving them a personalized experience or product or event is so, I don't know, I think it's so undervalued. And I love seeing that become more of a thing that we really tailor to our clients and how individualistic they are. Oh, totally. I think so too. And I think it all comes from like loving what you do, you know, and Mm -hmm. really like being there for your business and your clients. I mean, clearly there's a huge cost to entrepreneurship, right? You know, um, but you know, we work weekends, we work when other people are celebrating, like we give up our own family time and stuff like that to create these beautiful moments for other people. So you really have to love it and love what you do and love the people that you work for. And I think when it, when you have that, like, I don't know, approach to it, um, it becomes like this very rewarding job. Absolutely. Um, And that's like one of my favorite things to talk about is just that like, I want everyone to just love their job. I think loving your job is so much fun to like be able to have work that doesn't really feel like work. Totally. And I know like that step can be scary, right? I mean, that, that year that I was working a hundred hours a week because I thought that was success. And I was like scared to just like drop this like well-paying corporate job to jump into my own thing. Like, I feel like once you make those decisions for yourselves and you put your all into what you want to do, you will be successful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important to, yeah, to like shine a light on the fact though, that it's like not everyone just decides they're going to do what they love and then they're immediately doing what they love. And it's so easy. Like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. There are years of like extreme hustle, like kind of like what you talked about in the beginning where you were working so many things. I know my first year in business, I was working like a full-time job on top of 40 hours a week for photography. I just was like, again, doing the same thing where it's like, you kind of just were working or sleeping and that's like all you have to do. I feel like that sometimes, honestly, but the beauty of it is that I love my job, you know, (laughs) like it definitely like doesn't go away. Um, that hustle, But, and you have to have that hustle in you to be successful. But at the same time, like if you enjoy what you're doing, then it feels right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't happen overnight. Um, My friend Lindsay, I'm just laughing because my friend Lindsay, Love by Lindsay, um, had written something today. Like, it's not easy. You can't like be in Hawaii working four hour days and, you know, (laughs) make it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't always look like that. Yeah, and it definitely doesn't look like that. I feel like in the beginning for, you know, basically everyone, like I absolutely was not 
my business isn't today what it's always been. Like it, there was definitely so much hustle and like so much work to get it where it is now. And I think that's what's so great is even in the times where now, like even later down the road, when you do have those days, right? Like we all have days still where we're working 12 hour days every day for a period of time. It feels so fun. Like it's just fun, which is amazing to have a job that feels so fun. Totally. And I mean, clearly sometimes we still have to ask ourselves, like, why are we here? What is our why? Why are we doing yes. this? You know? And the second it stops fulfilling you is the second that you just shouldn't, you know, keep trudging. So I think digging deep for that why and understanding like your dreams and your processes and all of that is so important. Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a I don't know. I think businesses and work and artistic expression, like they'll, they'll always be an evolution. Like they'll always be changing. And I think it should, it'd be so boring to like totally. finally get, get it exactly where you want it to be. And you just stay there forever. Again, it's like getting in stuck in that comfort zone. Like it should always be evolving and changing and getting better. And I think that's honestly like the beauty of it. And it's so fun to have like your core why and to let things kind of evolve around that. Yeah. And I mean, in this business, it's so intertwined with our personal lives, right? That's like what your podcast is all about. Yeah. And um, I think that our personal lives evolve. Like we evolve over time. Mm -hmm. Over the past 10 years of business, I can tell you my own personality and personal life has evolved. And so making those evolutions in your business too is natural, but you just always have to love what you do and have that drive, you know? And I think that's part of being successful. Yeah. I love that. I love just thinking of like love and happiness and drive as like the main goals in your business and then just tailoring all the little goals around that. I think that's amazing. Totally. So I'd love to know, cause yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys have been in business for so long. It's gotta be like what a decade now. Cause didn't you say wild heart? Yeah, it'll be at 10 years um, at, in, in January. Oh, that is, oh, well, first of all, congrats. That's insane. Thank you. I know. I just like, that just hit me like a brick. I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's a decade. Oh my gosh. Um, so what has been like one of your favorite shifts or like favorite things you've seen happen over the last 10 years in your business? I mean, from a a design perspective, just, um, and this is more, even in the recent past four years, the evolution of the rental industry is just like mind blowing to me. I am so excited to see all of these interior design inspired rentals, tabletop rentals, like just beautiful, beautiful place settings and chairs and tables and things. Um, so that is so heartwarming as a designer to have just a plethora of things to choose from now, which I never had before. Um, And then, you know, the industry as a whole, I just feel like is getting so much more boutique and personalized and Mm -hmm. trendy. And, you know, one of my selling points to our clients is that we execute a lot of um, elevated dinner party style weddings. And Mm. I just love seeing how like a hotel ballroom wedding that was so popular 10 years ago has now evolved into this setting where our clients are inviting their favorite people to enjoy their favorite foods in a beautiful elevated dinner party setting, you know? 
Yeah, which is like is my favorite thing in the industry right now. Like what you just described. It's so lovely. Yeah, but it's been an evolution for sure. You mm-hmm. know, the what people traditionally thought of weddings or even having younger generations have the confidence to break away from what um, the older generations, you know, pressure them to execute for their weddings. It has been an interesting shift for sure. Oh, definitely. I feel like even in the last, even from when I entered the industry, like five years ago now, I'm like, it, weddings look so different. Like they have changed so much in the last couple of years. Right? It's it's so crazy. But yeah, I love it. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing too about what we're going through now with COVID and a lot of these micro weddings and stuff is um, I feel like, you know, the trends coming up are just going to be about intention and making everything so personalized and the actual like love behind the event instead of having, you know, the, the massive numbers that we've been yeah. seeing past. So that'll be an interesting evolution to see too. Oh yeah. I think weddings, COVID has changed the wedding industry for years, for sure. It's going to be so different for years, which is insane. Um, okay. Well, do you have, I have like another question. Do you have a favorite thing where your personal life and your business did intertwine? Like, do you have like a favorite moment in the last 10 years where like your business and your personal life really, impacted each other or like one impacted the other really significantly like was there a specific event that you found super significant well I would say just like the the best way that my personal life like interacts with my professional life is just the fact that like when your friends and your family and your fellow vendors like come to you to execute their wedding that feels really good to me. Like Mm -hmm. it's so, it's like such a warm fuzzy, if you will, when like other vendors in the industry come and want you to be their wedding planner or when your own friends and family and people just really want you to execute their weddings. And then you really like feel the pressure, you know, you're like, I have to nail this. It's got to be good. But I also just feel so like flattered, you know? Um, so I think that that is, is just like, it, this industry is so personalized. It's crazy. From the, from the start, from the way that I like got into this to like, you know, feeling my mom around me all the time to being able to execute designs for friends and family and other vendors. It's, it just it all fills my heart, you know? I love that. No, I love that you're able to intertwine your personal life with your business so much and vice versa. Like, I think that is, again, kind of goes back to like work, not really feeling like work. Like that's the goal. And obviously there are times where work is definitely work, but it's so beautiful when you can intertwine like your personal life so much with it and just make it like this beautiful thing that brings you so much joy. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely like interesting downsides to that. Like my kids Mm -hmm. sitting in the car for two hours this week while I have walkthroughs because we can't have babysitters because it's COVID, you know? Yeah. So, oh my gosh. But, you know, I also take them to beautiful far off places for destination weddings where my family comes along, you know? So it's, um, it's so, it's such an interesting industry and I'm like so proud and happy to be a part of it. I love that. So what is, what is next for Wild Hearts? What is like next on the horizon for you guys? I mean, I'm just hoping for 2021 to happen and yep. we're back at it. I mean, we'll always be here, but um, I do have a bunch of mentorships and shootouts and design things coming up just because 
I'm really trying to stay relevant and trend setting and have fun with design. Um, and then we we're just in a happy place. I just want to keep on trucking and doing more destination weddings and hopefully get the jam event back and all that good stuff. I love that. You guys really do put on so many fun and incredible like events and gatherings. And I'm so glad that you're able to even do it on like a micro scale during COVID. I think the way that you guys have, I think everyone right now is in such an adjustment period with everything going on. So I'm like so glad to see that you guys have adjusted and like kind of thrived in the way that you have like changed your business to tailored COVID right now. Yeah. I mean, you have to, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is what it is. It we're is all just, right we're all just doing our best. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing all this. Like I knew so, I don't know. That's why I love interviewing people for this podcast. It's I'm like, I didn't know any of that about Wild Hearts. I didn't know any of that about you. And that is so inspirational and so cool that you've been able to like harness such intense personal things and kind of weave them throughout your business and in a long lasting way too, not in just a like when it happened, it affected your business, but the way that you've been able to harness that to infiltrate your business throughout the years, I think is just incredible. Thank you. I love that. Okay. So to close out, we ask everyone this and it doesn't have to be related to anything we talked about today, but what is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? So I'll, I'll say it again, and I live it every day, but kindness is everything um, in this industry and out in this crazy world that we're living in right now. Um, I truly have felt it more and more this year, but kindness is everything. Uh, nice and perfect and simple and like a lesson we all need all the time. Right? Like small, it's never small, A small step, but a yeah. big impact. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's like the perfect advice that we can all use always. Um, but thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Will you tell everyone where they can find you on all of the things? Yeah. So we are online at wildheartevents.com. Um, you can hit us up at hello at wildheartevents.com. We're on the gram at, at wild underscore heart underscore events. Um, I just started a TikTok. I mean, Heck yes, <laughs> I'm like, don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm trying, you know, Pinterest, we've got all the things. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes, but Jamie, thank you so much for being on here and sharing so many incredible nuggets. It was so awesome to have you on the show. Oh, you're amazing. Eden. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for tuning in for another episode and we will see you next time. Bye.